You are listening to Church Unlimited Students, a ministry of Church Unlimited. If God is speaking to you through this podcast, we encourage you to share this resource with your friends. And make sure to connect with us on social media by following at Students. Thank you for listening to Church Unlimited Students. All right, all right. Well, if you guys don't know, my name is Joe. I am the student minister up at Church Unlimited Northwest. Um, hey, how about Evan on that announcement right there? He was hyping me up pretty good. I didn't do any of that stuff. He lied about all of that. Um, how many of y'all have enjoyed having Evan here? Yeah, Evan. Evan's my boy. He's, a, he's one of my favorite people. Um, how about that song, Everything is Awesome? I love that song. It reminds me of my wedding. Um, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of my wedding because when we walked into my reception, uh, they actually played that song, and it was pretty cool. Um, speaking of my wedding, who wants to hear a funny story about my wedding? Yeah, okay. So at every single wedding, they have something called the cake cutting, right? Well, um, we had decided we didn't want anybody watching us. That's my wife, Amanda. She's back there in the white sweater. Hey, Amanda. Now she feels really awkward. She hates the spotlight, so she feels really awkward right now. But they have something called the cake cutting, and we didn't want anybody watching us because she didn't like people looking at her. That's why I did that. Um, so we told our, our MC for the night, uh, my friend Delaney, that we didn't want anyone watching us. So it's time for us to go cut the cake. And she goes, all right, everybody, now uh, we got the bride and groom going to cut the cakes. Everybody look at them. And we were like, wait, wait, wait. No, that's not what we said. Um, but it was awkward. We didn't know what to do. So like we're sitting back there. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this cake right now. Uh, so we, we cut off a piece and, she's, and I hand it to her and she's holding it. And someone says, smoosh it on his face. And I was just like, uh, okay. And she was like, I don't know what to do. So, so she takes it and I don't know what got into her, but she takes it, she just goes, yeah, and punches me, right? She gives me like, like a karate palm strike right to the nose and hits me like right there. And I like stumble backwards and everyone's like, oh my gosh, what? she hates him. I'm like, no, no, she loves me, I promise. I had a bloody nose and everything. No, I didn't have a bloody nose or anything. But tonight, um, I'm coming up here speaking to you guys because uh, Nate, the guy that normally speaks, um, sad to say he got Ebola, so he's done. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He got a different kind of sickness, not Ebola, just, just joking. But uh, tonight, we're in a sermon series called Stranger Things, right? We're in the back end of it. Um, we've had two weeks prior to this, right? And who can tell me what we talked about the first week? Who knows? Anyone know? Sex. Yeah, sex. One of my favorite topics. Um, no, I'm playing. Um, but we talked about sex the first week, and we talked about how um, there's freedom in that. You can, you, can, you can mess up, and you can still have redemption after the fact, right? You can be addicted to pornography and still have redemption if you, if you choose to get out of it. Um, the second week, we talked about hate and forgiveness, right? And we talked about how... how uh, Jesus came down and he showed us the ultimate act of forgiveness, right, by dying for us, and that we'll never have to forgive more than we've already been forgiven, right? And so that we should, we should forgive people um, to show them that what Jesus has done for us so that they can see us being different, being strange. The whole Stranger Things message is, is showing that the stranger things that the Christians do to the world, so they think that things that we do are strange. So this week, uh, we've got a pretty interesting title for the message um, and it's, are you living in the upside down, right? Who's seen the show Stranger Things? How many people? Quite a bit of people. I just watched it. Uh, we binged like both seasons in like three days. Uh, so we were literally sitting in front of the TV for like 19 hours a day. It was crazy. It was great. I kind of loved it. Um, but the show was really good, right? And in order, to, in order to talk about the upside down for us, we have to break down what it is in the show. So if you've ever seen the show, you know there's four guys, right? There's Mike, there's Lucas, there's Dustin, and there's Will. 
and we get introduced to these characters. They're all sitting in uh, they're all sitting in Mike's house, and they're playing a game, right? And then the game ends, and they decide to all go home. So Lucas goes home, uh, Dustin goes home, and then Will he starts to go home, but he gets taken by a monster and gets taken somewhere called the Upside Down. Now the Upside Down is just like the real world, right? Except for it's like covered in cobwebs and all this stuff, and it's darker, and there's monster, and it's just more evil. And Will, when he um, when he he went to the Upside Down, he couldn't get himself out, so. His friends decided to go and save him is, is the plot of the storyline. I won't give any spoilers. Don't worry, guys. Um, but his friends decided to go save him. So how does that apply to us today? How does that apply to the upside down for us? Well, in order to, to figure that out, we have to go back to the very beginning, right? The beginning of earth. So as Christians, we believe that God created the heavens and the earth, right? He created, uh, he created earth. He created the trees. He created the animals, vegetation, all that stuff. Then he created humans, and he made Adam, the first man, and then from him he made Eve, the first female. And when he did that, he put him in a garden. He said, hey, you can have any of the stuff in this garden, anything that you want, any of the fruit, any of the vegetables, you can eat any of that stuff, except for there's this one tree that you can't eat from. Long story short, uh, the devil, a serpent, comes in, and he deceives the man and the woman, and they eat from the tree and they sin, Right? And that sin introduces uh, death to the world and, and hate and all this bad stuff into the world. And then God says that they can't live in the garden anymore, but they still live on earth, right? So they're still living on earth, and it's all the same stuff. It's all the same trees. It's all the same, the same people. It's all the same animals, vegetation, and stuff, except for it's darker and more evil. So just like the Upside Down in the show we created the upside down on earth by, by sinning. The first sin created the upside down on earth. People ask, you know, why do bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people? Um, you know, why did, my, why did my aunt die? Why did all these bad things happen to me? X, Y, Z, whatever it is, you name it. People ask, why did that happen to me? And it's because we, when we sinned, introduced all that stuff into the world. Because when God created it, it was originally perfect. So I want to talk today about how to get out of the upside down. We all live in it because we've all sinned, right? We've all messed up, so we all live in the upside down. Our world is the upside down. So I want to talk today about how to get out of the upside down. And I want to show you guys a story of a guy who got out. Um, this guy's name was Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus was a tax collector in the city of Jericho. And if you don't know anything about tax collectors, Back in that day, they, they were not liked. Nobody really liked tax collectors because their job was to come and collect taxes, which first off, lame. Um, but they came and they collected taxes, and what they would do was, instead of collecting the amount they were supposed to get, they would take more than they were supposed to, right? So they would send the portion back to, to Rome, to the emperor they were, that they were supposed to get, and then they would keep a portion for themselves. They were way overcharging people, and nobody really liked tax collectors. They thought that they were greedy, uh, bad people who stole um, another thing about Zacchaeus is that he was really short. Um, so, uh, do we make short? hey, Colby, Colby, can you stand up real quick? This is my boy Colby, right? Yeah. Colby's my friend. He said I could pick on him. Colby is a freshman in high school, and he's a little bit short. Sophomore, he's a sophomore in high school. Sorry, man, I didn't know that. Colby's a sophomore in high school. and Stand up one more time. Stand up one more time. So Colby, it was probably, Colby's probably a little bit shorter than Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is probably a little bit taller than him. Um, 
But Zacchaeus was this short guy that nobody liked. And it kind of makes me think, I wonder, like, how many of us have ever felt like that? Felt like nobody likes us. Um, maybe we're not good enough. We're, we're too short. We're too tall, um, too skinny, too fat, not pretty enough, not handsome enough. Um, we're not cool enough. We don't have enough friends. How many of us had a moment where we felt like that? Um, if you've got your Bibles with you today, how many people got their Bible? Anybody got a Bible? We got some phones. I know we got some phone Bibles in here. Uh, phone Bibles are cool. You can do that as long as you're not texting or uh, on your Instagram or trying to keep your Snapchat streaks up. You can do any of that stuff. Don't, don't, do, the ba- don't do that stuff. Just be on your Bible app if you want. Um, but turn to Luke 19, verses 1 through 10, and we're going to read about Zacchaeus. So here we go. Jesus entered Jericho and made, a, made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus, and he was the chief tax collector in the region. He'd become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree behind, beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down the tree and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham, for the son of man has came to seek and save those who are lost. So real quick before we go any further, I want to pray. Um, so everybody back ahead and close your eyes. Father God, just thank you for this day and just thank you for letting us all be here. Um, but we know that nobody's here by accident, um, that you've got a purpose for us all to be here and you've got something for us all to hear. Father God, I pray that you would, just, you would soften our hearts and that, that you would speak through me and get a word out to these students, to these volunteers, to anybody that's in here um, that would just reshape their life. Jesus, I thank you for your son down on the cross for us and it's in your name that I pray, amen. Okay, so let's break down what happened in that passage real quick. Um, prior to the passage, Jesus was going around and he was kind of making a name for himself. He's becoming famous, right? He was claiming to be the son of God and to be the Messiah, the one that would come and he would save all the Jews. Um, so Jesus was, he was going around doing miracles and stuff. Um, he was healing blind people and deaf people, which Jesus, uh, he used to like to use his spit a lot in his miracles. Like one time he spit on the ground and he made some mud with the ground and then he wiped it on dude's eyes and the dude could see. So that's super weird. Um, another thing that he did was that he took, he took his finger, stuck it in his mouth, and then he put it in dude's ear, right, a deaf guy, and he could hear after that. We call that the holy wet willy. Um, super weird. I don't know why he chose that route. I would have chose something a little bit more sanitary, but he's Jesus, so he knows what he's doing. Um, but Zacchaeus had heard about this guy who was going around doing all these miracles and saying that he was the son of God. He was coming to be salvation, all this stuff, right? Um, so he wanted to get to see him. So Jesus comes into Jericho, and Jesus is walking through, right, and he's coming through. I don't know why Jesus has a lean, but he does. Uh, but Jesus is coming through, right, and he's like, we're going to save the world. Me and my boys got the, got the squad behind me. And he's coming, and he's, he's going on his way, right? And Zacchaeus is trying to see him, but the crowd is too tall, and he's too short to actually see over them to see him. So he goes to this tree, the sycamore tree, and he climbs up it, and he starts looking down at Jesus. 
And I can only imagine Jesus is walking through and all of a sudden some like twigs fall in front of him or something. And he looks up and he sees Zacchaeus. Now we know that Jesus knew he was gonna be there because he calls him by name. It didn't say he just said, hey guy, come down here. No, he said, hey Zacchaeus, what are you doing up there? Come down, dude, I'm gonna be in your house today. And Zacchaeus does it because you know Jesus told you to do something. You obviously do it, right? Um, Zacchaeus comes down and he takes Jesus to his house. Now, there were some of the uh, other people that were sitting there watching, probably some Jewish people that thought that Jesus was coming for them, and, he, and they, like, they were grumbling, they were complaining, they were saying, Jesus, you came for us, not for the sinners. Like, why would you take a sinner to your house? Um, but, and, and they were really upset about that. So then Zacchaeus, he uh, stood before the Lord, and he said, I'll give half my wealth to the poor, and if I've cheated on anyone's tax and I've stolen from them, I'll give them back four times as much as I have taken from them. So what does Jesus do because of that? He says that um, because of this, you have gotten salvation, right? And then he says something really cool in the end that I really like. He says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost, right? So he didn't say he came for all the, all the good people, right? He came for the lost people, the ones that were messed up, that were living in sin, the ones that were in the upside down, right? So that leads us to our first point. And the first point is that Jesus came to get us out of the upside down. So like we said earlier, living in the upside down means that you're living in sin. And Jesus came down to set us free from that sin, from the the confines of sin, from the addictions or whatever it is that me and you are in, Jesus came down to set us free from all that. Jesus came down to, to be the atonement, right? Atonement is just a fancy word for payment, the atonement for our sins. Um, in the Old Testament, they would take lambs, right, these perfect spotless lambs, like the best ones they could get, and they would sacrifice them to God, like as forgiveness for their sins. And they would take the blood and they would like sprinkle it on the offering and sprinkle it on themselves, like super gross, but they would do it anyways. Um, and they would sacrifice these lambs, these perfect lambs, for forgiveness for their sins. So Jesus came down to help us get out of the upside down um, by dying for us. Jesus was actually called the perfect, he was called the Lamb of God, right? So he's the perfect, only human to ever be perfect, right? He's the spotless lamb. And he came down, he died for us to take the weight of our sins, to bear our sins on him. And he died and he was dead for three days, fully dead, not, not asleep or taking a nap or anything. No, the dude was dead. Like he died on a cross and he died for three days and he was dead. And then on the third day, he rose again. And on that same day, he defeated death and he defeated sin so that he could be salvation for us if we choose to accept him. So this reminds me uh, kind of like uh, one time I was at a church camp, right? And I was serving and we had just gotten done with rec. Um, and after rec, you're super tired, especially because uh, Pastor Nate doesn't let any free time at camp. Um, but we had gone to camp, we, it was after rec, and I was super tired, and we're walking back up this hill to go uh, back to our cabin, take a shower and stuff, and all of a sudden my backpack starts buzzing, and I was just like, what the heck, who's calling me? So I, I open up my backpack and get my phone out and look at it, and it's my wife now, she's my girlfriend at the time, and I was like, oh shoot, that's Bay right there, she's probably missing me, trying to talk to me, you know, trying to holler at me, what's up? So I answer, I'm like, hey baby, what's up, how you doing girl? And she goes, my car's on fire, and I was just like, wait, 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 wait. your car is on fire? And she says, yeah, what do I do? And I was like, uh, put it out. I don't know. Go grab the fire extinguisher and shoot that thing, right? Uh, but she said, okay. So she runs inside and she's, she's looking around and she's like, we don't have a fire extinguisher. I'm gonna throw some water on it. I'm like, no, don't throw water on it. That might make it bigger. I don't know. There's like grease fire or something like that. I don't know. Same thing with the car battery. 
But I asked her, I was like, where's the fire at? She says, it's, it's on the battery. And I'm like, okay, go turn the car off, right? I told my wife to go uh, get into a flaming car. Super smart, right? But she goes, she gets in there, she turns it off, and eventually the fire dies down, right? See, she called me because she didn't know what to do, and she was helpless. Um, it reminds, like, just like in the show Stranger Things, right, when Will got captured in the Upside Down, he was helpless. He couldn't get out. He needed someone to come and save him. Jesus did the exact same thing for us, right? We're all stuck in the Upside Down. We're all stuck in our sin. We're all uh, in the confines, a slave to our sins. And then Jesus Christ came down, and he died to be the sacrifice to set us free from the Upside Down. Which leads us to point two, um, you know, how do you, how do you get this gift? How do you accept this forgiveness? Um, let's look back at Zacchaeus real quick. Uh, point two is that Zacchaeus had an encounter with Jesus, right? So this encounter that he had, um, he had heard about Jesus before, right? He had heard about all the miracles he was doing. Jesus was getting kind of famous. And he heard that Jesus had been saying stuff like, um, you know, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, um, you know, a guy had asked him one time, you know, how do I get to heaven? He's a really young, rich guy. And he said, give all your stuff to the poor. So Zacchaeus had heard about this and heard that Jesus was claiming to be the Messiah. And, he, you know, when Jesus came to him, he believed in what Jesus said. And when he believed, that was his encounter with Jesus. That was the moment. The moment um, wasn't uh, some, some, like, spiritual time when he was crying and stuff. No, it was just the, the fact that he believed in Jesus and believed that he had come and he was the Messiah, right? And he believed what he was saying. You see, Jesus was coming. He was pushing uh, a different message than the world was pushing, than the upside down was pushing. The message that Jesus was pushing was, was hope, right, and peace and joy. And the message that, that the world or the upside down was pushing was, like, sex and drugs and money, right? But when the sex isn't as good or when the, when the money runs out and when the drugs run out, right, you're left feeling empty. Jesus came pushing something that uh, he said he was living water, right? So when you drink of him, you'll never thirst again. He came to push something that was sustainable, right, that would, that would leave you fulfilled for forever, that wouldn't leave you empty, wouldn't leave you dry, right? It would, it would, you would never be thirsty again because what he was offering was so good and was salvation from the upside down. Zacchaeus had his encounter with Jesus um, and he believed that Jesus could save and because of that, he decided to do what he did next, right? So after that, we see that he, he gave his stuff to the poor, right, and did what Jesus told him to do. See, he had, he had encountered Jesus and because of that, he had escaped the upside down and he never wanted to go back right? That leads us to our third and final point, which is his encounter led to action, right? So we know that salvation, um, it comes just from your belief in God. Romans 10, 9, it says that uh, for if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is king and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. Doesn't say anything about works or anything like that, but Jesus has called us to repent, right, and to live in the things that he has called us to do. So that salvation leads to action, he knew it was right, and he knew what Jesus had called him to do, so he did it, right? So how do, we, how do we do that today? What does that look like for us today? We've got this really cool acronym um, that, that Nate has given us, Pastor Nate, uh, and that, that is WALKS, right? And before, before we enter this acronym, you must first have your encounter with Jesus, right? So not some spiritual, or not spiritual, some emotional moment where you're crying and stuff, and you're like, yeah, I want to do good, right? And then nothing changes, 
It's a real moment, real spiritual moment with God where you say, all right, look, I believe that you're God. I believe that you came down, you died, you were dead for three days, you took the weight of my sin, and after the third day, you rose again and defeated sin and death, and that you were the only way to heaven, right? You were the only way out of the upside down. Um, and then once you've done that, then you can do this acronym. So let's go up to the first one. The first one is W. Uh, the whole acronym is called WALKS, right? W-A-L-K-S. That's how you spell it. W-A-L-K-S, right? And the first one is W, Word Daily. We want you guys to be in the Word Daily um, so that you can know what Jesus has called you to do, right? There's this really cool quote by a guy. His name is Josh Harris. Um, it's a, from a book that I'm reading right now. And the quote is, why call me Lord as if you care who I am or what I want when you don't bother really knowing me or doing what I say? Guys, the only way to know what God says and to do what he wants you to do is to read his word and know where he, what, he, what he says to do. You can't do what he says to do if you don't know what he says to do, right? Let's go to the next one. Next one is attend weekly. Um, we want you guys in a service every single week so that you can, you know, have community with the people around you so that you're not, um, you know, always surrounded by people that are trying to drag you down. So you can be surrounded by people that want to that wanna push you up, that want to help you out. Let's go to the next one. That's L. And L is live right. So we want you guys to, once you've been in his word, once you're attending weekly, we want you to live right. We want you to do the things that Jesus is calling you to do. Just like Zacchaeus did um, when Zacchaeus had heard that he needed to give his stuff to the poor, needed to, to pay back people that he had wronged, right, and he did it, we want you guys to do the same thing just with, with what we feel like Jesus is calling us to do today, right? And that leads us to the next one, uh, which is keep inviting. We talked about forgiveness. We talked about how uh, some of us might have felt bad, right, and you, you can attain this forgiveness, and you can get out of the upside down, right? But don't you want to bring your friends with you? Right, you don't wanna just leave them there. You don't wanna just, just leave your friends upside down and say, I got mine, I'm good, right? No, you wanna keep inviting your friends so that they can have that encounter with Jesus too. And then the last one that we got is serve. Um, we want you guys to be serving because we feel like that's something that Jesus has called you to do. Um, Jesus was the ultimate servant, right? He was perfect and he was the king, but yet he washed his own disciples' feet. We want you guys to be serving. Um, I'm almost done. Uh, real quick, we're going to call the band back up if we can. But I just want to ask you guys a couple questions, right? And the first one that I want to ask you is, have you had an encounter with Jesus? Have you had a moment where, where you feel like, you know, you, you recognize that Jesus Christ is real. He's the son of God. He's the king. He died for my sins. And, and because of that, I can get out of this upside down. Second question I want to ask is, um, have you encountered Jesus but slipped back into the upside down? Now, I don't mean you've lost your salvation, right? I don't believe you can. I don't believe you can lose your salvation. But you slipped back into that thing that was holding you back. Maybe you had a, uh, you know, an addiction to something, right? Maybe you slipped back into that. Maybe you've gotten back into, into drugs or into sex. Or maybe you had a relationship with a guy or a girl that, you know, started off really good, right? And you really liked them. But then they started being abusive and started telling you that if you really love them, you'll sleep with them, right? Maybe you've fallen back into that. Maybe you've fallen into something that, that I haven't mentioned, right, but it's a struggle for you. I want to ask you guys, have you, have you slipped back into that? Now, here's the thing. Um, 
You don't have to live there. You don't have to live in the upside down. There's forgiveness and there's freedom, there's salvation from it if you'll accept it. So real quick, um, everyone just go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes. I just wanna, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm just gonna talk for a, a little while longer. Um, and I, want, I wanna give a couple invitations, we call them, right? And the first one I wanna give is, if you want to encounter that, if you want to encounter Jesus, um, we wanna give you that opportunity. So you may say, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of friends here that uh, if, they, if they see me do this, right, it'll be really weird and really awkward. Um, but we don't want you to, to fall into that. We want this to be a moment between you and God only where you decide to make the decision. Um, don't worry about your friends. Don't worry about anyone sitting around you or anyone uh, that you think might think that you're weird for making this decision or anything like that, just between you and God. So here in a moment, um, I'm gonna ask you guys if you, if you want to make that decision to look up at me. Um, so I'm gonna count to three, and if you want that, just go ahead and look up. If you want that forgiveness and that freedom. So ready, one, two, three. I'm gonna look around, I'm gonna point at you if I think it's looking up, man. Yeah, there's one right there, you looking up? There's a couple right there, a couple ladies. Thank you, ladies, you looking up? Awesome, a couple more ladies right there. Anybody over here, you looking up? Awesome, you looking up? Awesome, we got a bunch of people all the way around the room. You looking up? Sweet, you looking up? Awesome, we got a bunch of people here looking up. Now I wanna ask you guys to take one more step, something a little bit bolder, right? If you, if you want that decision, um, I want you to, to stand up right now, walk to the back. Nobody's looking around, everybody keep your head bowed and eyes closed. If you want that decision, if you want that forgiveness, that salvation, I just want you to stand up and move to the back. My boy Avery's right there. He's, he's gonna lead you guys out. He's gonna talk to you guys for a little bit. Um, but if you want that, that forgiveness, that freedom from, from whatever it is that's holding you back, I just want you to stand up and go back. Nobody else looking around. Nobody else, nobody else peeking, nothing like that. So if you want that, go back there. Awesome, awesome. People are moving all around the room, guys. And then I got a second, second invitation. Because um, a lot of us, we've, we've made that decision, right? And we've gotten out of the upside down or whatever it is. We've gotten out of our addiction. We've gotten out of, uh, you know, our struggles. But they came back. Um, and this is something that we call repentance. Uh, it's something that Jesus told us to do where, uh, you know, get saved, and after you get saved, you repent of your sins, and you start living the way that Jesus has called you to live. Um, so if you want to do that, if you want to talk to somebody about repentance, um, I'm going to give the same thing, right? I'm going to count to three, and then if you guys want it, just look up at me. Um, same thing here. Nobody, nobody looking around, nobody uh, is going to think that you're weird. Nobody's going to judge you or anything. I don't want any of that. All I want is for you to have a moment, just you and God, where you um, decide that you're going you're gonna to get back to living right. You're going to repent and get back out of your sin. So real quick, I'm going to count one, two, three. Yeah, we got more people looking up. Looking up. Okay, yeah, we got a lady right there. Looking up. Got another lady right there. Awesome. Looking up. Got a guy right there. We got a couple guys. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Anybody else looking up? Sweet. Sweet. Thank you, guys. Okay. Um, we're going to have a leader in the back. You guys, uh, if you want to do the same thing, um, 
Actually, no, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is uh, you guys are going to talk about it in your life groups if you want to. Um, we got life group leaders, and we want you guys to talk to them um, because they want to pour into you. They want they want to help you guys out. They really do. So I'm almost done. I'm going to pray, um, and then we're going to go back into worship. So Father God, thank you for this day, and thank you for everything that you're doing here. Father God, I thank you for the people that made a decision for you. Lord, I thank you um, that you sent your son down to die on the cross so that we may have the salvation that I talked about. God, that you can get us out of the upside down. You're the only thing that can get us out of the upside down. Father God, you say that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except for through you. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for everything that you're doing here, God. And I pray that, that if anyone else wants to make a decision that, that they would talk about it in their life group. It's in your name that I pray.